You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a Doggy Dog World is brought to you by Dog.com. For everything and anything dog, shop Dog.com today for all the top brands. Greenies, Frontline, Kong, Nylabone, Royal Canin, and more. Shop at Dog.com and use the promo code SADDOGGY, S-A-D-D-O-G-G-Y, and get $15 off your order of $75 or more. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of the TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? And our dogs, Walter. Oh. <laughs> Bashir, Archer, Gina, and Rio. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about something that was suggested by one of our students. Our student, Lisa, has a yellow Labrador Retriever, Rue, who is, I believe, about four years old now, and he has an obsession of tennis balls. He really, really, really... Off-the-scale obsession. An Mm off-the-scale obsession over tennis balls. And we've got him to the point that... uh, He's livable now <laughs> with them, and she can actually take him for a walk, and he can see one without losing his silly little mind. But it's taken her a while to get him to that point, and she thought that would be a good idea for uh, one of our podcasts. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So hold on, take a listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. At Petco, we really love pets. There isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience, Feels like home. For her. Enter the code DOGGY, D-O-G-G-Y, and save 10% on orders of $65 or more, plus free shipping at Petco.com. The world has changed. One in five relationships now begin on an online dating site. And while you never know where things will lead, Match.com has led to more dates, more relationships, and more marriages than any other site. Join today. Pet Life Radio listeners get 25% off the price of a membership. Just go to mevio.match.com and enter the code DOGGY, D-O-G-G-Y. That's M-E-V-I-O dot M-A-T-C-H dot com and enter the code DOGGY to get 25% off Match.com. 
there's a movement afoot, ShoeBuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code DOGGY, D-O-G-G-Y, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi, this is Tim Link, host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Join me as we feature interviews with best-selling pet-related authors, award-winning writers, journalists, and bloggers. And we'll tell stories about the animals and interesting topics about the animals in our lives. Each of the interviews will give you a first-hand knowledge about why the authors and writers chose a particular story, what the feature animals meant to them, and what has become of those animals that we've talked about. And of course, I'll also share stories from my own books, blogs, articles, and experiences. So be sure to join me and the writers and authors on Animal Rights. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. Today we're talking about dogs with a tendency to be obsessive about tennis balls, but not just tennis balls. A lot of dogs get obsessive over specific toys, whether it be a rope toy, a squeaky toy. Uh, let's see, Walter had a rubber dragon that he went nuts over. That oh, little yeah. squeaky toy dragon. Well, anything with a squeak in it is obsessed. He obsesses about it until he removes the squeak. Yeah, there he you doesn't go. get squeaky he, toys he, anymore. He has to kill it. <laughs> but dogs that do obsess about uh, tennis balls or toys can get to the point that they they literally they lose their minds. I'm trying to think the other one I hear about besides ball, tennis balls is the laser light. Or a flashlight, yeah. Or a flashlight, but laser light the most. I just yeah. think because it's, it's kind of fun to you know go around anyway. And, and people with cats do it. So specific. Mm, yeah, it yeah. But I hear a lot of people doing that with their dogs. If we did that more often than once every other month, Archer would be that way over the laser lights. Yeah. That when we went to the Global Expo this past year mm-hmm. and we brought home that right. one that moves, yep. Archer would lose his mind. That could be sitting on an end table in the living room and he will come and stare at it and bark until... If he could turn it on, if he had an opposable thumb, he'd turn it on himself. Oh, so we limit that. But it was a cool cat toy. My cat still loves it. So it takes oh, yeah, the laser beam and it radically mm-hmm. moves it all over uh-huh. for a certain amount of time and shuts itself off. But Our cat never got anywhere near it. Really? Oh, no. <laughs> because yeah, Archer wouldn't it. let her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Archer's toy. Gotcha. It's Archer's toy. Gotcha. <laughs> Who was it that had the large shepherd, lush coat, um, that got so obsessive about the laser? 
that oh, then it became right. any moving light. light. Any yeah. Light. Yes. 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 Reflection yes. of a prism or that a sunglass shine or something. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that I, would be hard to live with. He was always going doing through that. life yeah. and trying to take a walk and, and anything oh. that glittered or shine. Yeah. yeah. Now I, I do have a theory. It's unproven, unstudied, but it's just something that I've tended to to lean towards is that the dogs who tend to develop obsessions over specific things are either dogs that we would call busy or dogs who really, really have a strong drive, whether it be a prey drive, a working drive, dogs who, who need to keep their mind busy. Mm. We, know, we know mm-hmm. Walter's a busy dog. German Shepherds need to work. They have strong drives to work. They have strong prey drives. <laughs> Unless you have Teddy. Yeah, well. Yeah, well. <laughs> there, there's there's exceptional German Shepherd <laughs> yes, the rule. There yeah. are exceptions <laughs> to every rule. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that's one characteristic that many obsessive dogs no, seem to share. A strong work ethic. Yeah, well, and some of the ones that we hear about that are like this, uh, Root, the Yellow Lab, is a field lab. Field mm-hmm. So, you know, that's something they, they have in common. Let's talk about when the dog's getting into this obsessive state. We can generally see some changes in his body language. I can see Walter go very stiff still, eyes drawn back, mouth gets a little tight. <gasps> Staring at the... the well, first of all, let's explain what he's, he obsesses over oh. as a general rule. Well, since I restrict the amount of squeaky toys he can destroy, mm-hmm. his particular ball... his obsession mm-hmm. is the red planet dog orby ball mm-hmm. not orby uh, ring ringo ringo ball which they don't make anymore but you <laughs> bought out the last stock if anybody <laughs> wants one too bad i've got four cases stockpiles so he'll never be without one the rest of his life <laughs> and since they seem to last about six years apart um, <laughs> i probably got enough for two or three dogs but anyway when I realized that that was not a bad obsession, and much better sure. than the squeaky toys. I worry about him destroying squeaky things and eating pieces and ripping it up. And But it, the ball obsession I could work with. Mm-hmm. So I kind of encouraged, if you're going to be obsessed about something, let's do this. Mm-hmm. It's a safer thing. Which is a good part of managing it. I was trying out my analogy earlier. So busy dogs, smart dogs, dogs that maybe have a gene that predisposes them to some part of addiction. Unproven, sure. but part of our theory. It's like a big raging water in a, str- in a river. You cannot just dam it up because it's going to overflow. It's going to backwash on something. Mm-hmm. It's going to cause more problems. So you've got to learn to channel it. Either channel it through a more appropriate obsession or redirect it to another obsession like Rue, working working in other ways. Mm-hmm. Well, Rue and Arch are both working. Working in other ways. Right. So they can use that need to be addicted to something and think their brain through and use it. Definitely. But use it in a, a force for good <laughs> in the universe. True. <laughs> Instead true. of destruction. Well, I think something else that is often forgotten about when we talk about obsessive dogs is that Yes, there's some physical changes when they're starting to obsess, when Walter sees his red ball, when Archer sees the laser light. We see changes in the body language. We see the staring at the object of their desire, sometimes a glazing of the eyes. 
But I think what's often forgotten is the dog also feels a difference. People who exercise can get addicted to the endorphins. The uh, runner's high. The runner's high. Exactly. Well, I wish I could. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The the I exercise enough to get there. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> the the exercise high. My husband teaches motorcycle safety courses for everyone, but he also works with a lot of the guys in the military. The Marines coming back from Afghanistan and previously from Iraq. A lot of these guys come back from combat. They've been on an, an adrenaline high basically for six, eight, nine yeah. months. Yeah. And they come back to quote unquote civilization. They get a fast, powerful motorcycle to duplicate that adrenaline high. It's the reason we call them adrenaline junkies. Exactly. But dogs can get that also when they're so focused on this toy. They're chasing it. They're playing with it. They're working hard. They're exercising hard. They're running. They're catching. They're leaping. So they've got this endorphin rush, and they can get addicted to this adrenaline high. And if you don't watch it, and I guess slow them down at a point. They they can exhaust themselves so they collapse. Oh, they sure. They just keep going and keep going and do not know when to stop. Yep. Dax did Never that one time. Yeah. Uh, mm. She was a bald junkie, uh, just a retrieving. Anything you could throw. If you throw anything, she'd do it. And one day, I wasn't watching her close enough, and she got so tired, she literally, she just hit the ground. <laughs> I thought she killed herself. I thought I helped kill her. Luckily, she was fine, got her drink, cooled her off, and she was all right. But then I realized I had to learn to watch. Mm -hmm. And if she wasn't going to quit, I had to make her quit. Exactly. Well, the first time I took Walter Lure coursing, it was one of those fun dog things. Yeah, pay 10, 15 bucks, try your dog on the lure course. He lost his mind (laughs) because it's that same prey drive. For him, it's prey drive. And whoa! And that was, oh, he really enjoyed that. Okay, here's another 10 bucks. About the third time, I realized I had to stop. He would have run. Until he died. He was about ready to throw up, heaving, (laughs) but still ready to chase again. Sure. I had to to be smart Mm -hmm. for him. Yeah. Give him a break. And sometimes I think that's hard for us, the owners, to learn where to draw the line. And that brings us to an important part in managing it. Um, How do you manage a dog that has this obsession is first you have to learn where to draw the line. You just made me flash on the second year. So I took him to lure course at the same place for lure mm-hmm. coursing. That explains so much right now. So as we walk up to the lure coursing and I already bought the tickets and we was going to do it. He was just like a heroin junkie seeing this, the, the object the of his desire. <laughs> he could not. His entire body was trembling. Uh-huh. There was a high-pitched keening wail that was coming <laughs> out of him, and I don't think he was even aware of it. Yeah. Uh, and that was, was after dancing. a year. Yes. Just in line, waiting to get in there, he almost exhausted himself <laughs> with anticipation. Now that I think about it, he was an addict seeing his drug of choice right there. Uh-huh. And it was all close, but not there mm-hmm. yet. I mean, people were giving us space back then. <laughs> is, is your dog okay? This is a lady with a crazy black <laughs> cockapoo. <laughs> And by the way, listeners, he's, Walter's a cockapoo. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> a little thing. <laughs> and I would talk to him and see an ear flick, and then I'd say, Walter, sit down and relax. And he'd try, but he couldn't. He just couldn't. It's a f- complete physical reaction from an emotional thing. Okay, anyway. That's 
a point that I think that our listeners need to know is at some point watching your dog, learn where to draw the line. When do you stop and make the dog take a break? Whether you put the item away, you put the ball away totally, whether you put a leash and collar on the dog so you can physically restrain him to a certain amount. Just with Archer in the laser, we'll let him play basically once a month or every other month because I know it'll turn into an obsession. Now, I know it's almost his favorite thing in the world, and that's one of the reasons we do limit it. So limiting it is drawing one line. And then the little machine turns itself off after 15 minutes. So after 15 minutes, it turns itself off. He's standing there whining at it. Turn it on, turn it on, turn it on. And I put it away. Okay, that's that's your fix for the month. Yeah. <laughs> A little <laughs> Just enough so he can enjoy it. He can do what he wants. But then it put it away. And thank goodness I can't afford a lure course machine yeah. or the whole thing. Although you talked about it. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but in your backyard would be pretty interesting. Oh, oh well, that the hill and in lure course. The hill and the pool. And, the, yeah. <laughs> and he'd do it. Over the boat loose, through the pool. <laughs> but it's, it's oh, what are other addictions? So for him, lure coursing is full-on heroin. Mm-hmm. His red ball is uh, uh, pot, marijuana. I don't know. I'm struggling with that. Okay, my really, we are not druggies. This <laughs> time we don't know all these terms. So it's a little bit of addiction, but one he can handle, the ball. Although they're live next door to a lure course. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have you get to it. move. Yeah, you yeah. would. I will also say now that he's six, he's also mellowed yeah. some. There were times in the first two, three years of his life when the red ball would, he would work himself up to a tizzy. Yeah. So he has mellowed a little bit too as he's grown up. I also think that using the red ball as a reward for working, it's become something that he can control. I can get it if I listen to my mom, if I do what she says and show some self-control. And even to the point where sit, stay, throw the ball, which used to send him into, you know, but help him hold that sit stay and then release him to go get it. He learned to control his addiction too. Sure. Mm-hmm. As sure. I helped dole it out for him mm-hmm. as he earned it. Hold on, take a listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Sit, stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash world, W-O-R-L-D, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. 
Celebrate your special occasion and give her this classic semi-eternity band created with one carat brilliant diamonds channel set in 14 carat white gold. Exclusively yours from ice.com. Free shipping over $150, free returns, and 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to ice.com and use promo code ACTFP and get 20% off your purchase. Or use promo code ADTFP and get 20% off at diamond.com. Ice.com or diamond.com. Get 20% off from Pet Life Radio. Would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I think some other things that people could think about is you're talking about the obsessive behavior as being a, a floodwaters yeah. exercise that doesn't involve the thing of addiction. So if a ball is one of the things the dog is addicted to, using exercise as a means of releasing some of that energy. If we try to stop the behavior totally, as you said, like a dam, and we don't provide that exercise for release, then the dog's gonna explode. We're gonna see behavior in other ways. But if there's a good way to use up that energy and let the dog play with the obsessive item at another time or afterwards. I think the exercise, well, exercise is good for just about any dog for whatever reason, but for obsessive dogs especially. I know there's people that will use that obsessive toy, and that's the only play that they allow the dogs to have. And that really works them up. Yeah. Well, and then the dog goes, oh, okay, we go outside, and it's still consistent. It's been a habit now. It's like, oh, we go outside, I have the tennis ball. You go outside and throw a rope toy, you'd be like, no, where's the tennis ball? Mm-hmm. No interest in anything else. Sure. Yeah, and that, good point, because, yes, he will bring back other stuff now. So for where's, him, it's the addiction is more the chase. Well, the addiction is his red ball, too. <laughs> but now he is better about retrieving or chasing other things, yeah. 
Yeah, well, yeah. in the beginning, he wasn't particularly it, good about the it. The lure course is not a red ball, though, and he no, no, goes no. over the top. So oh, yes. It's chasing something. Yes. Focused it on and the I, red ball, but now he'll do it with just about anything. Yeah. Right. But we don't want, I wouldn't say people make it an addiction with the dog, that that's the only thing they'll ever play with. Right, right. It, teach them other things. Let's not create an addiction. I mean, it's almost like an easy out. You know, if you've got a busy lifestyle and mm-hmm. you enjoy having your dog, but you've got to go somewhere, it's like, well, let me grab his favorite toy. Because I know he'll chase it. Right. And then you're going to do it the next day and so on and so on. Pretty soon you've made a habit of chasing, you know, that addicting toy. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing a dog will ever know and Mm -hmm. ever want to play with. And now Mm -hmm. you've caused a problem. You know, easy out for us. What did Mm -hmm. you cause for your dog? I think one of the other things that our listeners can, uh, can think about using, and I've been using recently with my guys, both when we had the horrible rains, and now that Cisco is recuperating from his neutering surgery, the food dispensing toys. Yeah. They can sometimes, and I limit that, sometimes take the place of more strenuous exercise. Or they can be a distraction if the dog would rather be obsessing over something else. And I know I got me one of those great big huge jars of peanut butter and the uh, Premier Linkable toys, the, the Kongs. Peanut butter in one end, some treats in the middle, whether it be chopped cheese or, or kibble or whatever, and then peanut butter at the other end, one for each dog. Everybody lay down. Here's your each have a toy. Okay, we're good. Yes. <laughs> that was about the only thing that got us through some of these rainy days we had. Because <laughs> so, I do get caught on my weird analogy. So you've created a tributary for the river of there you to go. flow down. Oh, there you go. To an alternate way. <laughs> I have several tributaries. We have our, our walks. We have running alongside the bike with the Springer, uh, the dogs on the Springer. And we have the food dispensing toys. There you go. So we have several outlets for all of these things. Hey, I couldn't live with uh, four Aussies if I didn't. True. <laughs> I have several ways to do it. Actually, therapy dog work is a tributary for Walter, too, because sure. that ter- tires him out emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, and sure. then because of that, physically. Yeah. Now, we've had some, some students come through classes with some really, really obsessive dogs. So let's, let's take that German Shepherd, that any light that moved. So we suggested some several things for, for him. We talked about training, okay. looking to his mom for guidance. We talked to them. That gives you the tools to be able to direct the water. Right. Whatever right. way you're going to direct it. Right. But that was a tough one for them because even when they were out here and she'd get the light on her ring, all of a sudden you saw the dog, whoa. Was, you know, all, squirrel? Yeah, squirrel. <laughs> Lately just broke contact mm-hmm. and eye contact. The mom was like trying to find, where is that thing going? Where is it? Oh. Mm-hmm. But they still Crazy. needed to have some way to talk to him. Oh, right. yeah. Right. And that's what that's what obedience training is for mm-hmm. me. It's a sure. way to talk to the dog. But it was a hard or yeah. big wall yeah. to break. And then he we was an addict, yeah. uh-huh. and then we talked to them about uh, exercise because mm-hmm. he was a young dog. Wear him out. Use yeah. up that energy. We talked to him about changing food because he was on a very high carb food and he didn't need that excess energy. And then sometimes. In the beginning of the changing of this, we also recommend that they go talk to the veterinarian. Sometimes some pharmaceuticals to help the dog take the edge off to calm down a little bit while you're doing some behavior modification. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't recommend using medication for every obsessive dog. That's I haven't for mine, neither of you, no. Pater or Kate. 
but some but he was on the far edge extreme. He was yeah, on he was. the far extreme, yeah. and we sent her in to talk to her veterinarian to enough medication to relieve his, I won't say anxiety, but almost anxiety mm-hmm. about these things while she's doing some training and behavior modification. And then over a period of six months, decreasing the dosage. They have to put Rupe on medication? No, 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 they did not. They worked mm-hmm. him with training and behavior modification. Mm-hmm. So, and he's, Actually, they were very, very, they were extremely they were, dedicated yes, to, to yes. working with him. Right, yes. right. Because he's one of the most, I can still remember one afternoon where he got a tennis ball here at the training yard. Not, he wasn't aggressive. I wasn't no. worried he was going to no. bite us. But, but boy, does took, he have some jaw strength. Yeah. Tr- and I, and yeah. was it Lisa too? Anyway, Lisa he, held, I think one of us opened the jaw and the other one grabbed the grab the ball. Yeah. He was holding on to it. Mm-hmm. What for dear life. But nope. just, I have never worked so hard to get a dog's yeah. mouth open. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like a steel clamp. He so. didn't care if his lips were touching his teeth or yeah, poking no, through his lips. Nice. I mean, it was like, he didn't care. He was going, hold I that we were ball. Gonna break his jaw. Yeah. <laughs> so here's to continue my Crazy. analogy too, is to be able to teach the dog to have enough control of the little, little water through the dam. So, okay, you can have it like with Archer. You give him a little taste of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Not enough to break the dam or to cause him frustration, but he gets a little taste of what he enjoys. Right. I taught Walter a little bit of control when chasing an object. If you bring it back to me and give it up, that was one of the problems of the loop, is he wouldn't bring it back and give it up. Right. He wanted to claim it as his. Yeah. Forever and ever Forever and ever. And ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not even eating and drinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. All right. Well, listeners, I hope that uh, that's given you something to think about. We given you quite a few clues, some suggestions. We understand every single dog is different. Between the three of us here, Kate, Petra, and I, we have three different obsessive dogs, and they each have a different obsession. Well, Teddy and Walter are both balls of different kinds. Different personalities, different ways of handling it. So give some of these things a try. I hope they work for your dog. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.